Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Unscrewed Nation. Before we get to the show, I just want to quickly remind you that I am on tour right now promoting my new book, Unscrewed, Women, Sex, Power, and How to Stop Letting the System Screw Us All. Wherever you are, you can support the book by A, buying it, obviously, and B, leaving an Amazon review. Just like when I harass you for Apple Podcast reviews, it just needs to be a sentence or two long, right? So Amazon doesn't care how long you write. It just cares how many reviews there are. But increasing the number of reviews can really bump a book up in the Amazon search. Even if you didn't buy the book from Amazon, which is totally fine with me, if you could go to Amazon and leave, you know, a five-star review for the book, a couple of sentences about why you liked it, that would make a huge difference. Also, the tour continues next week and I will be on the West Coast. So come see me in Portland, Oregon in conversation with Andy Zeisler of Bitch Magazine. That's at Powell's on Tuesday the 28th. Then the next night I'm at Pegasus in Berkeley in conversation with the fantastic Courtney Martin. And the night after that I am at the Pleasure Chest in LA. That is Thursday, November 30th. It's going to be a live recording of the podcast Reality Bites with Courtney Kosak and Steve Hernandez. And it's going to be a great time. And that's just next week. There's more dates after that. So make sure to go to getunscrewed.com. Obviously, make sure you've got your book bought, but also click on events, find the date nearest to you and come out and see me. The whole tour is being made possible by the fantastic folks at The Pleasure Chest. Since 1971, the year I was born, The Pleasure Chest has firmly believed that everyone has a fundamental right to pursue sexual fulfillment. With boutiques in New York, L.A., and Chicago, at which I will be most definitely stopping for tour events for Unscrewed, The Pleasure Chest is committed to accurate, pleasure-based education and offers an array of free weekly workshops through their Pleasure Ed program, which is open to anyone looking to expand their pleasure IQ. Their highly trained and sensitive staff is ready to help you find what you're looking for in a safe and judgment-free environment. Prefer to do your sexy shopping online? Visit PleasureChest.com and browse their diverse range of products and special collections curated by today's top sex educators like past unscrewed guests L. Chase and Tristan Taramino, plus Midori, Reed McCallo, and lots more. Check out PleasureChest.com for a complete listing of upcoming events nationwide. And because I got y'all, you can use the code UNSCREWED at checkout and enjoy a free Pleasure Chest lube with every purchase. All right. See you out there. Now here's the show. Welcome to Unscrewed. 
the show that knows that real liberation includes sexual liberation. I am your host, Jacqueline Friedman, and welcome to another Spare Parts episode of Unscrewed, where we bring you a little of this, a little of that, and we get you in and out in 15 minutes or less. Hey, Unscrewed Nation! Greetings from the middle of the Get Unscrewed tour. It's been so amazing in the last week getting to meet so many of you at my events. I love it when you come up and say hi and tell me that you listen and tell me a little about yourself. It's so cool to meet you in person and I hope you keep on coming. Just have a few treats for you this week. The first is a clip from an interview I did on the League of Awkward Unicorns podcast run by my dear friends, Alice and Deanna. I actually have done a ton of podcasts, and usually when I go on other people's shows, I bring you a clip, but I can't keep up right now. So definitely check out also my interviews on Sex Gets Real and Sex Out Loud uh, and the Body Kindness podcast, and there's lots more to come. But I wanted to share this delicious nugget from my chat with Deanna and Alice about my book research trip to watch Porn for Science. I mean, truly, the most fun research trip I had was flying to Toronto and driving three hours east and and going to this really fascinating sex research lab uh, whose work I will tell you about (laughs) and watching porn for science. What they're studying is the concordance gap, which is the space between your body's physiological responses to sexual stimuli and how you as a person report whether you feel turned on and in what ways. And it's gendered. So taken as a whole, men have a narrower gap between physical and reported response than women do. And there are a lot of really interesting theories about that. And in fact, part part of the point of the chapter is people make these crazy assumptions about why that is, which is like women don't know what they really want or all women are secretly bisexual and that there's this <laughs> ongoing narrative about like this grand unified theory of what women want from sex when in fact the answer is like talk to the woman you want to have sex with like (laughs) we're all pretty different like (laughs) that's it we've got the answer thanks so much for coming Jacqueline bye (laughs) but the other thing that I really discovered there almost like unexpectedly was so the study that I participated in involved hooking up genitals hooking up genitals (laughs) (laughs) My genitals were detached, but now they're hooked up. Thank um, God. Finally. That's even your problem. It's detachable penis. I'm going to tell my friend John. <laughs> so hooking up sensors to your genitals. So it, putting an insert inside the vagina. And then there's this sort of like almost shaped like a little resin nose that you nestle up to your clitoris. Um, and you pull your panties up and like nestle it all together. And then you get into this giant barca lounger and watch <laughs> porn and like use this keypad to tell them how turned on you're feeling. Um, and one of the things I discovered was that they literally don't know how the clitoris works still, right? It's 2017. And the line that tracks the amount of blood that's in the tip of your clitoris, which is the part of the clitoris that's sort of above ground that you can actually see, mm. um, uh, declines over time, right? Oh. As you're getting more and more turned on. And I, w- I was like staring at that graph and I was like, what is happening here? And they were like, that's what almost all the women who come in here look like. You're you're totally normal, uh, which I'll talk about in a second. And we don't know where the blood's going, right? <laughs> the, the assumption yeah. is it's going to some other part of the clitoris because for listeners who don't know, the clitoris is actually a much more elaborate structure than just the little nub that you can see on the outside of your body. Oh, yeah, uh, 
<laughs> Hell yeah, it is. Uh, and so they hypothesize that the blood is going to some other part of your clitoris as you get more aroused. But they literally don't fucking know. Like, they know everything there is to know about how the penis works. Yeah. And wasn't right. the shape of the clitoris, wasn't that like a relatively recent discovery? Or is it just that I discovered it relatively recently? No, no. It was only mapped, I think, like in the 90s. It's, That's it's crazy. Bonkers. And it's all because, you know, men control the science, right? If it's not helping to get men off men haven't wanted to study it or fund the study of it um so you know it's cool and interesting to encounter an actual medical mystery but it's also completely infuriating (laughs) if you liked that you'll like my book just saying all right Next up, I am going to solo answer an advice question from listener Ava. Because I recorded a number of the shows that you've heard this season far in advance, I'm going to be fielding some of your questions myself before the season closes out because I want to make sure that you get answers. Um, And I honestly don't have time to go and book uh, recording sessions with other folks to help out. So you're stuck with me. Ava writes... I like to do some BDSM stuff with my boyfriend. We both switch, but I sub more often than he does. There is some age difference between us. He is 15 years older than me. I'm 34. Sometimes we play with that too. We also integrate the porn he likes into the play. And there's a problem there. He seems to get off on stuff with very young women. It's hard to tell how old they really are and if it's all legal, but a lot of them definitely look like teens. There's a line crossed for me there. I don't want to censor fantasy, but this is not just fiction, but real people. Also, I think fantasy is not totally unrelated to real life. I really don't want him to regard kids like sex objects or getting used to seeing them presented that way. But this is a really tough subject to talk about. He says he can't really tell how old they are and if they are over 18 or not. He feels offended and judged in a very sensitive place. And I can't really tell him what porn to watch. But I really wish he'd be a little more cautious about that. He's sensitive and caring and conscious about so many other things. Do you have any advice about how to talk about this kind of problematic fave? Oh, Ava, I think that there's like two different things going on. One is that your partner is into age play. And two is that he may be watching porn where the actors are underage. And those are two really different issues. So I'm going to separate them out. It seems like it's okay with you when you play with age play in the bedroom together because probably I'm guessing it's clear to you that you're playing with fantasy and that you trust that he is an equal partner outside of the bedroom and doesn't infantilize you. And so, you know, clearly his age play fantasies extend to his porn and there's not inherently anything wrong with that. I think that if there's evidence that he sees young women as sex objects in general, that is an issue. But if he only enjoys this fantasy in the context of his porn, then it seems like he has healthy boundaries about that. And only you can really tell. I can't tell from your question whether you're just worried about him seeing other young women like that or if you think he already is. That's a question to ask yourself and to maybe talk to him about. The other question is about whether he's watching porn with actual underage actors in it. That's a very bright line ethical issue as far as I'm concerned. And him saying, well, I don't know if they're 18 or not, doesn't seem like an adequate response to me, if I'm being perfectly honest. Just in the same way that we have an active responsibility to make sure that our 
partners in bed are consenting and, and happily participating, I think we have an active responsibility to make sure that the porn we consume isn't hurting or exploiting anyone. So if he's watching porn where that information can't be ascertained, I really recommend he find some other sources of porn which have all their paperwork in order and have ethics statements. It may mean that he has to pay for his porn. But honestly, when you pay for porn, you create an environment in which better porn is produced, period. Um, you know, and if, if it's important to him, which I hope it is, that he's not watching actually underage kids in porn, then he should be able to and willing to invest in that. Otherwise, how important is it to him? So I think he really does have an affirmative obligation, if that's his kink, to make sure he's not watching things that are exploiting actual humans. You know, as for how to talk with him about that, that's that's hard, right? It's sensitive. But I think if you break it down, maybe in the way that I have and be like, let's separate these things out, right? Like, I don't have any issue with the idea that you get off on age play. Here are the things that I'm actually concerned about. It might open... A conversation a little bit more. Like it's not about trying to censor his fantasies. It's just about making sure he's not treating his fantasies as more important than actual women and girls. I hope that helps. Good luck. Let us know how it goes. Thanks, Eva, for writing in. And if you have sex or sexuality advice questions you would like addressed on the show, send them in. We probably won't get to them until January the earliest at this point, but we'd love to have them. You can always send them to me at unscrewed at JacquelineFriedman.com. Jacqueline Friedman is J-A-C-L-Y-N-F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N.com. All right, we have time for one more little nugget, and it's a piece I saved from last week's live show, Psychic Conk, with Tina Horn from Why Are People Into That? And it is our answer to an audience question about consensual non-consent. Here it is. It's, it's about experiencing something that either is terrifying or also for a lot of people they've already experienced like a trauma, but in a way where you can rewrite the script and have control over it. Um, so you get that sort of taboo and the fear and, you know, like th that part of the erotic. And you also, because it's consensual non-consent, and we can talk about the details about best practices around that too. Sure. You also know, like, down, like, deep in your belly core, like, you're actually safe if you're doing it with a partner that you trust and you have a safe word and you do it, you know. In, or a gang it, of partners. Or a gang of partners, <laughs> right, exactly. You sort of get to explore, like, really dark emotions in a way that is set up in a way that's aff affirming, right? It's about you wanting something. It's about your desire, even mm. if even if it in the scene it's about overcoming your desire or your boundaries. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. And what I would add is whether it's consensual non-consent or uh, really any kind of kink that plays with power, whether it's a little bit of spanking or a little bit of hair pulling or maybe something more elaborate, like pulling off a gangbang, um, or maybe like going to a play party in a dungeon, or, or any, any number of kinks. In my vast and considerable experience playing with people professionally, and playing in public with community, and playing with partners, and also in my own fantasies, and being a sex writer, and making fiction and nonfiction about kink, the thing that I have found absolutely to be true is that taking these taboos and these fears and this unconsensual 
power and oppression that is constantly being put on us and, and incorporating it and eroticizing it, incorporating it into your sex life and playing with it consensually with your chosen partners, with yourself and your own imagination and with your community really effectively undermines the power that it has it over you. It reasserts control, yeah, yeah. actually. And so I would add that that's a way to join the resistance you know, from the privacy of your bedroom or dungeon or wherever. Only for some people. Absolutely. Some people do not find that a cathartic experience, and you want to pay attention to that. I think for a lot of people, consensual non-consent and that sort of extreme power stuff is something like you maybe think about and maybe are tempted to try. And, and I would recommend, like, if you... We all have fantasies that we like to fantasize about that we actually would never even want to play at in bed, right? Let like alone. To, or you, that you cannot, like right. or tentacles. That you can't. Tentacles. <laughs> right. So it's totally fine if you just have it in the realm of imagination or if you don't like thinking about it at all. Also, totally fine. Yeah. If you're tempted to, like, you know, like, I rec- always recommend baby steps. So, like, if we're talking about consensual non consent, like, maybe talk to your partner about it and, like, have them hold your wrists down and see how that feels and sort of ease up on it because or experimenting with language dirty La- talk yeah, dirty like keeping talk, it certain. i mean not that language cannot be some yeah. of the most intense sexual tools that you can use but but, but, but it can be sort of much easier to to gauge and, and roll with and communicate about but it's there's also not i just want to make clear like the most important thing is for you to make sure like to try things and then be like well how did i feel about that was that good for me like was that like satisfying and I feel happy and healthy now, right? Like, and, and not, like none of us all like the same thing. So like, just because something is healing and cathartic for one person, it might be shitty for you. And like, you are the boss of that at all times. Like that's actual real sexual liberation. Yeah, sexual liberation is not everyone should be liberated in the way that I have experienced liberation. But you invented masturbation. I did. I mean, <laughs> the first one's free. <laughs> Yes. And just a reminder, if you dig that, you'll probably dig Tina's show. Why are people into that? So you should definitely subscribe. That is all we have time for this week, Unscrewed Nation. As always, if you like the show, make sure you're subscribed in whatever your preferred podcatcher format is. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Acast, whatever. And give us some love. Give us five stars and a short little review. It makes such a difference in helping other people find the show. Unscrewed is produced and edited by yours truly, Jacqueline Friedman. Our in and out music is by The Pink Tiles. And our cover art is by Nicole Dodonna and was produced in collaboration with The Establishment, who also developed the sound cues. Until next week, I'm wishing y'all safe and happy sex lives. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.